Let us pray. Whereupon the king took counsel, and made two calves of gold, and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. 1 Kings 12.28 Protect me, Lord, from the moments in my life when I want to go back to the golden calves and false idols that held me captive to limited beliefs and ungodly behaviors. I confess that whatever success you've blessed me with isn't a sign for me to take my foot off the spiritual gas pedal and abandon the ways and principles that have elevated my life and brought peace and understanding to everything I do. The sins of Jeroboam will not be copied in my life. The rejection from godly wisdom and alignment will not be the action I take when I'm confronted for compromising my standards. When I am faced with tough choices, I will be like Josiah, the descendant of David, and I will bring down anything that isn't in alignment with your words or your ways. For the rest of my days, I will keep my mind and heart focused on the main thing, and that will forever be you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. The Sin of King Jeroboam In our last story, we witnessed the splitting of Israel. Solomon's sin had caused God to strip him of his legacy. Rehoboam, Solomon's son, used the throne as an opportunity to be cruel. Jeroboam, the son of a widow and old servant of King Solomon, was named king in place of Rehoboam. So Rehoboam ruled over Judah, while Jeroboam ruled over the other ten tribes of Israel. Now we see that even the noble Jeroboam is vulnerable to the traps of sin and idol worship, and how God shows no partiality when it comes to taking away kingdoms. Inspired by the book of 1 Kings. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. In our last time together, we heard how Rehoboam's pride and foolishness cost him most of his kingdom. When given an opportunity to show mercy and kindness to his people, he chose rather to oppress them in an attempt to prove his own strength and gain more power. 
And so Israel became a kingdom divided, with ten tribes of the north serving Jeroboam, a man who had served Solomon and was chosen by God to rule much of Israel. Today, we'll hear how despite being warned by God not to turn away from him and his commandments, Jeroboam succumbs to temptations and sins in the eyes of the Lord. And just like Solomon and Rehoboam before him, his disobedience will prove costly as God will judge him because of his unfaithfulness. Let's listen now to the Word of God. It had been over 500 years since God led his people out from the grips of Egyptian slavery. Since then, the Hebrew people had learned to wrestle with their own sin and shame. They learned to cling to God through wilderness and hardship. In that time, a wonderful blossoming had taken place in the hearts of every man and woman. However, sin still lurked at the borders of Israel, like a hungry lion seeking whom it may devour. Jeroboam, the new king of Israel, built up a new capital in the city of Shechem. He worked diligently and with much compassion. However, his time spent in Egypt had muddied his mind. He had forgotten the history of Israel and its history with golden calves. Jeroboam noticed that people were still traveling to Jerusalem to worship God at the temple. Wary of this, Jeroboam thought to himself, Unless I am careful, the people will return to the dynasty of David. They will kill me if they spend too much time over there. So under the advice of his counselors, Jeroboam sought to build a place of worship in the new capital. He amassed fine gold and precious jewels from the storehouses and built a beautiful new monument in the center of the city. There, among the nation of Israel, stood two massive golden calves— The very image of ancient idolatry stood in the presence of the people of Israel. Unaware of his ignorance, Jeroboam yelled to the people, Behold, the gods who brought you out of Egypt! Jeroboam was elated at his new project. People came from all over to worship the golden calves. Jeroboam smiled. However, God was burning with anger. Under the influence of his time spent in Egypt, he also erected pagan shrines and ordained his own priests to tend to them. He established religious festivals and parties. Jeroboam led the people of Israel into a time of laughter, revelry, and feasts. However, their hearts drifted away from God. This God would not allow. At God's command, a man of God came up from Judah and went to Bethel, where Jeroboam was burning incense at the altar. The sun had set, and the people of Israel were partying down below in the city streets. Jeroboam lit matches and burned incense when he heard a voice from behind him. O altar! O altar! Jeroboam turned around to see the man from Judah standing a few yards behind him. The man approached him with great force, saying, The Lord has spoken, saying, A child named Josiah will come from the dynasty of David. He will come and make sacrifice of your priests and false worship. The words shook Jeroboam, but he did not budge from his idolatry. Jeroboam shrugged and continued worshiping. The man struck his staff onto the ground, demanding Jeroboam's attention. The Lord has promised you this sign. Your precious altar of evil will split in half, and ashes will pour forth from it like snow. King Jeroboam stood up from where he was kneeling, fuming with anger. He turned to his guards who were with him and yelled, Seize that man! Spit fell from his face as he screamed. He pointed to him, but as he was yelling, a jolt of pain coursed through his arm. 
Jeroboam fell to the floor holding his right arm. It was paralyzed in a pointing motion. As he fell to the floor writhing in pain, cracks could be heard from behind him. He turned his head and watched his altar split in two. The sound of stone cracking pierced his eardrums, and ash poured out from the middle and flew through the air like snowfall. Jeroboam could barely stand the pain from his arm. He turned to the man and said, Please ask the Lord to restore my arm. He did, and his arm was restored. The king rose to his feet. Sweat dripped from his whole body. He panted and stared at the broken altar. He gripped his arm and faced the man, saying, Please, come to the palace with me and eat. I will give you a gift. The man looked at Jeroboam. He was a pathetic sight indeed. The man turned his back to the king and said, Even if you gave me half your kingdom, I would not go with you. I would not eat or drink anything in this city of darkness. And with that he departed back to Judah. Despite all that Jeroboam just witnessed, his heart did not turn from its corruption. He continued to ordain priests and burn incense at the altar of false gods. His idolatry seeped into the hearts of Israel. God would not allow any king to corrupt the hearts of his people. Soon, he would remove the throne from Jeroboam in order to protect his sheep. Today's scripture begins with King Jeroboam establishing the capital of the northern kingdom in Shechem. The new king showed potential for greatness, and he acted kindly and graciously towards his people, as David had once done, and Solomon after him. But within Jeroboam's heart was a seed that lives in all of us, unfortunately. It is the seed of sin that was planted long ago when Adam and Eve turned from God in the garden. God had told him that if he would obey his commands, Jeroboam's kingdom would be established. Yet Jeroboam followed the seed of doubt and allowed this seed to grow in his heart. As he saw his people travel to Jerusalem to worship God in his dwelling place, the temple, Jeroboam began to fear that he would lose power and sway over them and that Rehoboam would soon have the kingdom once more. In 1 Kings 12, 27, we see what Jeroboam was thinking when he says to himself, If this people go up to offer sacrifices in the temple of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of this people will turn again to the Lord, to Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they will kill me and return to Rehoboam, king of Judah. So clearly he was afraid of losing power and control. But rather than believing God, he built a place of worship in Shechem. What's worse, he didn't build a temple for the Almighty God. He repeated the mistakes, the terrible sin of Aaron, the brother of Moses, and erected golden calves for people to worship. This angered God and brought judgment 500 years before, and it angers him again when Jeroboam does the same thing. Jeroboam also repeated the pagan practices of the Egyptians among whom he had lived when he was exiled, escaping Solomon's sword. He built shrines to pagan gods. The Lord would not allow this to continue. He loved his children too much to watch as they gave their hearts to lifeless idols and forget their covenant relationship with him. So God sent a prophet to Jeroboam to rebuke him and to deliver some very bad news. The kingdom that God had entrusted to Jeroboam would be taken from him. A man named Josiah of the line of David would rise up and destroy Jeroboam's priests and false gods. And he would send a sign 
The altar on which Jeroboam made sacrifices to his pagan deities would be split open right before his eyes. The king, rather than repenting, became angry and ordered his men to seize the prophet. But God struck Jeroboam down with intense pain. His arm shriveled up. At that very moment, he watched as the altar was torn in two and ashes poured from it. There was no question that this was God's doing, and the king recognized this. He pleaded with the prophet to ask God to restore his arm, and God did just that. But when Jeroboam asked the man of God to stay with him and have a meal so he could give him a gift, the prophet refused, saying he would never remain there with Jeroboam, not at any price. It may seem a small point, but it is a valuable lesson about how we should deal with people who reject God, that we should separate ourselves from worldly idols and people who do not honor God. Genuine biblical separation. This man had given Jeroboam a word from the Lord. He had given witness to God's power, but he was not about to remain in the king's inner circle. He would not allow himself to be seduced by the power and the riches of the king because he refused to turn away from God. So he left, but Jeroboam did not change his ways. He remained unfaithful, and soon the Lord would deal with his unfaithfulness in order to love and protect his own people. Dear Lord, may we never be lured into the sin of idolatry, including the idols that people put in their hearts, the idols of money or prestige or power or even sinful satanic idols that people worship today. God, may we be alert that Satan, like a roaring lion, is roaming throughout the whole earth, seeking whom he may devour. May we always look to you. May we protect ourselves with your armor, the armor of God. And may we pray always, knowing that you will deliver us from evil. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer and Bible study a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love, share it with a friend, Pass it on because this podcast can make a huge difference in people's lives. I'm hearing wonderful stories of the impact of God's Word as a result of listening to Bible in a Year. And if you want more biblical resources, resources from God's Word that will enable you and assist you in your walk with God, then be sure to visit jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.